إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه إنما المؤمنون إخوة فأصلحوا بين أخويكم واتقوا الله لعلكم ترحمون الله سبحانه وتعالى in his Quran he has revealed everything that mankind need for this dunya and the akhirah the Quran is complete and it is perfect and it is the solution to the problems of mankind it is the solution to every problem they could face in this life and in the hereafter and there is an amazing surah that Allah Jalla wa'ala revealed in the Quran only a year or two before the death of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And this is Surah Al-Hujarat, the chapter of the Quran which is known to be filled with the etiquettes a believer must adorn himself with. And today, inshaAllah Ta'ala, we will take some of the etiquettes that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala mentions in this amazing Surah. Just to see how much of the Quran we truly adorn ourselves with and how much of pre-Islamic ignorance we actually may have within ourselves. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this surah as a guidance to mankind. And he revealed this surah to tell the believers that these are the etiquettes you must adorn yourselves with. And if you find that you do not adorn yourselves with these etiquettes, then you are distancing yourself from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So from the etiquettes Allah jalla wa ala mentions in this surah, he says, That indeed, the believers are brothers. Indeed, the believers are brothers. فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ So reconcile all of the problems that you have amongst yourselves. And fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ So that you may receive the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu anhuma he narrated a hadith from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam collected by Imam al-Bukhari and al-Muslim in their sahih. He said the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said al-Muslim akhu al-Muslim The Muslim is a brother of a Muslim. لَا يَظْلِمُهُ وَلَا يُسْلِمُهُ He does not oppress him, nor does he hand him over to the disbelievers. وَمَنْ كَانَ فِي حَاجَةِ أَخِيهِ كَانَ اللَّهُ فِي حَاجَتِهِ And whoever is in the need of a believer, and whoever suffices the need of a believer, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will suffice his need. وَمَنْ فَرَّجَ عَنْ مُسْلِمٍ كُرْبَةً فَرَّجَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ كُرْبَةً مِنْ كُرُبَاتِ يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ And whoever removes any affliction from a Muslim, 
that Allah will remove an affliction from him on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. وَمَنْ سَتَرَ مُسْلِمًا سَتَرَهُ اللَّهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ And whoever conceals a Muslim, meaning the sins of a Muslim, then Allah will conceal his sins on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. The Muslim is a brother of a Muslim. The Prophet ﷺ, he also said in the hadith of Abi Musa al-Ash'ari radiyallahu anhu, which is in the Sahih of Imam al-Bukhari, الْمُؤْمِنُ لِلْمُؤْمِنِ كَالْبُنْيَانِ the believer to a believer is like a building. يَشُدُّ بَعْضُهُ بَعْضًا That they strengthen each other. ثُمَّ شَبَّكَ بَيْنَ أَصَابِعِهِ Then the Prophet ﷺ interlocked between his fingers ﷺ. So we look at this verse in the Qur'an. إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةً That indeed the believers are brothers. The believers are brothers. Every single Muslim on this earth is a brother or a sister of another Muslim. Irrespective of their nationality. Irrespective of their backgrounds irrespective of the languages that they speak or the countries that they are from all of us are brothers and sisters in al-islam and this is the message of the quran to the ummah of muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said so rectify between yourselves or brothers in al-islam rectify between yourselves if you find that Muslims have problems, you rectify between them. You try and reconcile between them. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He said, So fear Allah, so that you may receive the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This shows us that brotherhood, if we have brotherhood amongst ourselves, this necessitates the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we reconcile between our problems and ourselves, then this inshallah ta'ala will bring the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. After mentioning this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues in the surah and he says, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, O you who believe, la yaskhar qawmun min qawmin asa an yakunu khayran minhum. None of you should mock and belittle one another because perhaps the one you are mocking and belittling, he is better than you. Wala nisa'un min nisa'in asa an yakunna khayran minhum. And no woman should mock or belittle another woman because maybe she will be better than her. Something that Allah jalla wa'ala is telling us. It is not permissible for a Muslim to mock another Muslim. It is not permissible for a Muslim to make a joke out of another Muslim, to humiliate him, to belittle him, to degrade him. We may do this to another Muslim, but maybe this Muslim will be more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than us. And if he is more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than us, then we have now harmed a friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the hadith Qudsi, Man adali waliyan faqad adhantuhu bilharb. Whoever shows enmity or harms any of my friends, then I will wage war on him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to us in the Quran, do not mock another Muslim, do not belittle another Muslim, do not degrade another Muslim. Imagine if the Muslims were treating one another like one another like this. We were never mocking one another. We never joked badly about one another. We never degraded or humiliated one another. How strong would our ties be? How much respect we would have for, 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 for one another and from one another? And how much those who look at us with her will have respect for us? That we t- treat each other like we are true brothers in Al-Islam. And, Allah, and, 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 and Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu anhi narrated that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, سِبَابُ الْمُسْلِمِ فُسُوقِ وَقِتَالُهُ كُفَرُ To insult a Muslim is fisk, is transgression and corruption, and to fight him is disbelief. And Anas radiyallahu anhi narrated that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لَا يُؤْمِنُ أَحَدُكُمْ حَتَّى يُحِبَّ لِأَخِيهِ مَا يُحِبُّ لِنَفْسِهِ None of you truly believes, until he loves for his Muslim brother, he loves for his brother that which he loves for himself. Do we love for ourselves to be humiliated 
and degraded? No. So we should never do this to our companions and our brothers and sisters in Al-Islam. So in this verse, Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, O you who believe, la yaskhar qawmun min qawmin asa ayyakunu khayran minhum. None of you should mock or belittle one another. Perhaps he may be better than you. Wala nisa'un min nisa'in asa ayyakunna khayran minhum. And no woman should mock another woman, because maybe she may be better than her. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَلْمِزُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ And do not insult one another. وَلَا تَنَابَزُوا بِالْأَلْقَابِ And do not call each other names. Do not insult one another and do not call each other names. How frequent is it in the tongue of the Muslim to mock his brother and to call him by names that he dislikes? Something that Allah Jalla wa ala has warned against in the Qur'an. If your brother does not like a nickname that you have named him, it is haram for you to call him that name. If your brother does not like the way you are addressing him, it is haram for you to address him in that way. If we were to follow this guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there will be no problems in the communities of the believers. Allah Jalla wa ala said, do not insult them and do not call them by names. How evil it is to go into corruption after a person had faith. And whoever does not repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then they are the transgressors. They are the oppressors. We need to ask ourselves, are we, are we humiliating other Muslims? Are we calling them by names that they dislike? Are we insulting them? Are we degrading them? Are we making them feel angry and upset? If we are doing so, then we need to repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we do not repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ Then they will be from the oppressors, and they will be from those who transgress the limit set by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After mentioning this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues in the surah. He says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا O you who believe. And look how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the believers. He's saying, O you who believe. To show that if you stay away from these practices and you adorn yourselves with these beautiful etiquettes, then you will be from the believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu. O you who believe. Ijtanibu kathiran min al-dhan. Inna ba'da al-dhan ithm. Stay away from many types of suspicion. For some types of suspicion are sin. How suspicious do we become of the believers? When something happens, the first thing that crosses our mind is that he has done something wrong. We do not make excuses for him. We start to jump and say, this person has done haram, or he intended this, or this is the reason why he never did such and such. And we think badly about the Muslim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, اجتنبوا كثيرا من الظن إن بعض الظن إثم Stay away from many types of suspicion, because some types of suspicion is sin. Why do we not give our brothers and sisters excuses? Maybe they never came to us in our gathering because they had a need, they were busy. It's not that they were boycotting us. Maybe they never said salam to us because they never saw us. Maybe we can make so many excuses for them. And that's why some of the salaf of this ummah, the early scholars of this ummah, they used to say, make 70 excuses for your brothers. Make 80 excuses for your brothers. Some used to say, make 100 excuses for your brothers before you accuse them of doing something. Because maybe you have misunderstood or maybe they have misunderstood something. Or there was a misunderstanding between the two of you. So why do we jump to the negative conclusion straight away? Give them excuses. This is what Allah Jalla wa'ala is saying in the Qur'an. Stay away from many types of suspicion. Because some suspicion is sin. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, And do not spy. Do not spy on one another. Everyone should concern themselves with their own affairs. No one should spy on the affairs of the other believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited spying. No one can look and say, what is this person doing? And, try, and start to busy himself in the life and affairs of others. Everyone should, is responsible for their own actions. 
and everyone will be held accountable for their own actions. So we do not need to spy, we, don't need, we do not need to look into the affairs, the private affairs of one another. Another thing that if we were to do this, if we were to stay away from spying, it would make the unit of the brothers, the, 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 the strength and the ties of the Muslims stronger. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَجَسَّسُوا And then he says, وَلَا يَغْتَبْ بَعْضُكُمْ بَعْضًا And none of you should backbite one another. None of you should backbite one another. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the punishment for this. He says, أَيُحِبُّ أَحَدُكُمْ أَن يَأْكُلَ لَحْمَ أَخِيهِ مَيْتًا فَكَرِهْتُمُوهُ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَوَّابٌ رَحِيمٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Do not backbite one another. Do any of you like to eat the dead flesh of your brother? Do any of you like to eat the dead flesh of your brother? No, you would dislike this. So fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Indeed, He is the one who forgives. And he is the one who is the most merciful, subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the hadith of Abi Hurairah in Sahih Muslim, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, أَتَدْرُونَ مَا الْغِيبَةِ Do you know what backbiting is? They said, the companions, they said, Allahu wa rasooluhu a'lam. Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam know best. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, ذِكْرُ أَخَاكَ بِمَا بِمَا يَكْرَهِ That it is to mention something about your brother that he dislikes. This is what backbiting is. To mention something about your brother which he dislikes. So the Sahaba they said to the Prophet in kana fi akhi ma aqul. What do you say now? If what I was saying about my brother is the truth. Like I'm saying something about him, he dislikes it, but it is the truth. The Prophet said, In kana fihi ma taqul. If it is in him what you are saying, فَقَدْ اِقْتَبْتَهُ Then you have backbitten him. وَإِن لَمْ يَكُنْ فِيهِ فَقَدْ بَهَتَّهُ And if it, if it is not in him, then you have slandered against him and you have lied against him. So a Muslim is not allowed to say anything bad about another Muslim even if it is true. We are not allowed to say anything bad about another Muslim even if it is true. Only if there is a major benefit. Like a person is trying to save a community by warning him against an individual. This is a different case. But the general principle is a Muslim is not allowed to say anything bad about another Muslim, even if it is true. And we have the hadith of Abi Huraira radiallahu anhu, which is also in the Sahih of Imam Muslim. The Prophet sallallahu wasallam was sitting with his companions and he said, Atadruna mal muflis. Do you know who the person who is bankrupt is? Do you know who the person who is bankrupt is? The Sahaba they said, Al Muflis Ufina Mala Dirhama Wallahu Wala Mata'. The the Muflis, the bankrupt person, is the one who has no dirham, he has no wealth, and he has no mata', he has no property. So the Prophet said, Inna inna al Muflis min ummati, the the person who is bankrupt from my ummah, from my nation, Yati Yom al Qiyama bi salatin wa siyamin wa zakah. He is the one who comes on Yom al Qiyama with salah. And with fasting and with charity, وَيَأْتِي قَدْ شَتَمَ هَذَا and he comes and he has insulted this person, وَقَذَفَ هَذَا هَذَا and he has accused this person, وَأَكَلَ مَالَ هَذَا and he has eaten and consumed the wealth of this person, وَسَفَكَ دَمَ هَذَا and he has shed the blood of this person, وَضَرَبَ هَذَا and he has harmed this person. This is the bankrupt person. He comes with salah and siyam and zakah on Yom Al-Qiyamah. But he has insulted this person. He has accused this person. He has shed the blood of this person. He has harmed this person. He is harming the believers. So, so the Prophet said, فَيُعْطَى هَذَا مِنْ حَسَنَاتِهِ وَهَذَا مِنْ حَسَنَاتِهِ So then the people that he has harmed, he will be taken from, he, they will take from his good deeds. And another person will take from his good deeds. فَإِنْ فَنِيَتْ حَسَنَاتُهُ And if his good deeds, they come to an end. قبل أن يقضى ما عليه before before it he has completely been cleansed 
and he has completely been held accountable. If now his good deeds are given to this person and that person and that person that he has harmed, now he has no good deeds left, but there are still rights that he has taken. He will start to take the people's sins. Their sins will be thrown at him and then he will be thrown into the fire of Jahannam. This is how severe it is to speak badly about people. And this is how severe it is to take the rights of people. Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah, he said, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was walking past two graves. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, innahuma la yu'adhabani wa ma yu'adhabani fi kabir. That these two people in the grave, they are being severely punished. But they are not being severely punished for something which was great, meaning something that was hard to avoid. As for the first of them who was being severely punished, he was not guiding himself against his urine, meaning he would not cleanse himself properly after relieving himself. And as for the other person, he used to spread tales about people. He used to spread tales about people. Namima is spreading tales about people to make someone else dislike him. Now say, oh, so-and-so said something bad about you. So-and-so, he accused you of something. So-and-so, he said this about you. To make this person now hate that person. The Prophet says, this person is being severely punished in his grave. And in another hadith in the Sahih, the Prophet said, La That the one who spreads tales about the people, he does not enter Jannah. He does not enter Jannah, the one who spreads tales about people, the one who backbites them and slanders them and makes people dislike him. This person does not enter Jannah. So this is what Allah Jalla wa'ala mentions in the Quran. He says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَلَا يَغْتَبْ بَعْضُكُمْ بَعْضًا That none of you should backbite one another. أَيُحِبُّ أَحَدُكُمْ أَنْ يَأْكُلَ لَحْمَ أَخِيهِ مَيْتًا فَكَرِهْتُمُهُ Do any of you want to eat the flesh of your brother, the dead flesh of your brother? No, you would dislike this. وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ And fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَوَّابٌ رَحِيمٌ Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who forgives. The most merciful, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li sa'iril muslimin. Fastaghfiru, innahu huwa al-ghafurul rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Amma ba'd. So these are a number of ayat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in Surah Al-Hujurat. He begins as we mentioned about brotherhood and rectifying the problems that we have amongst ourselves. Then he subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions about not mocking each other and insulting each other and, and making each other feel upset and, 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 and hurt. And he subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about not labeling each other and calling them names. And then he subhanahu wa ta'ala he speaks about staying away from suspicion and not spying on one another. And not back, not back, not backbiting, back, not backbiting one another. And after mentioning these ayat, he subhanahu wa taala mentions another ayah, a very powerful ayah. He says, "Ya ayuhan nas, O mankind, inna khalaqanakum min dakarin wa untha. Indeed, we created you from a man and a woman. Wajalnaakum shu'uban wa qabaila litaarafu. And we have made you into nations and tribes, so that you may come, you may come to know one another." Indeed, the most honorable of you in front of Allah is the one who has the most taqwa, who fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most. Indeed, Allah knows everything. He knows everything subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does Allah jalla wa ala mean by this verse? Allah says, Ya ayyuhannas, O mankind, 
Indeed, we have created you from a man and a woman. And we have made you into nations and tribes. What was the reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made us into nations and tribes? So that we may come to know one another. Allah jalla wa'ala has given us different backgrounds. He has given us different complexions. He has given us different colors of skin. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? So that we overcome one another? No. So that we insult one another? No. So that we look down at one another? No. He has made us different like this so that we may come to know one another. This is your culture and this is my culture. And we become to know we can recognize people and we can recognize their tribes and we can recognize their countries and their nations by looking at their appearances and hearing their languages so that we may come to know one another. And by knowing one another like this, Allah Jalla wa'ala wants the believers to know one another in this way because Islam will spread quicker like this. Islam will spread faster like this. Islam will become stronger like this, that we have Muslims speaking different languages from different backgrounds in different parts of the world. This is the reason why Allah Jalla wa'ala created us from one man and a woman and made us into nations and tribes so that we can come to know one another. And this ayah shows us that racism is not from Al-Islam. It is from the practice of the people of ignorance. And to give an example of this, we find at the time of the Prophet wasallam. At the time of the Prophet wasallam, those who were different in their skin color to the Arabs were looked down upon by the Arabs. Some of them were captured and made as slaves. And from the most prominent and greatest of them was Bilal radiallahu an. Bilal radiallahu an, the Ethiopian black slave radiallahu an. He was freed by Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu an. And what did he become? Imagine a man like Bilal, someone who is looked down by the entire nation. Someone who is looked down by the entire nation because of the color of his skin and the country that he had come from and also that he was a slave. He was freed by Abu Bakr radiallahu an and to honor him and to show how great he is in Al-Islam and to show that Islam does not differentiate between the color of one's skin and the place that he has come from. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam made him his personal mu'addin. He made him the mu'addin of Medina, his personal caller to the salah. The one who calls to the salah, Allah Jalla wa'ala says, وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ قَوْلًا مِّمَّنْ دَعَى إِلَى اللَّهِ Who is better in the statement, in the speech, to the one who calls to the path of Allah? Some of the Sahaba said, this is the one who calls the adhan. And who did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa make his mu'adhan? Bilal radiallahu an. Who did Bilal radiallahu an marry? He married the sister of Abdurrahman ibn Awf, who was from the Quraysh. To show an Ethiopian black slave married a woman from the most noble tribe of the Arabs. To show there is no difference between Bilal and anyone else because of the color of his skin. The most honorable of you in front of Allah is who? The one who fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most. Bilal fought in every battle with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Bilal radiallahu an, he died while he was guarding the post of the believers. The Mu'addin of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is how the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam raised someone who the people around him looked down upon. To show the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that if you have any racism in you, tribalism in you, nationalism in you, you have the traits of pre-Islamic ignorance in you. And that's why when one of the companions, he called Bilal in a way that was displeasing to Bilal, when he called him, addressing him by the color of his skin, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam became angry. You are a person who has pre-Islamic ignorance in you. Look at these etiquettes that Allah Jalla wa'ala teaches the believers in the Qur'an. If we were to abide by the kitab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
and the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there will be no problems amongst the Muslims in our communities. No one would look down at another person. No one would harm another person. No one would insult another person. And look when Allah Jalla reviewed this surah. It was said it was reviewed in the ninth year of Hijrah, just a year or two before the death of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's like a farewell message to the ummah. It's like a farewell message to the believers that these are the characteristics you need to adorn yourselves with in order to have peace in your communities, in order to be victorious in this earth, in order to be true successes on this earth that Allah Jalla wa'ala honors. These are your characteristics. These are your etiquettes. And we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he adorns us with the etiquette that he mentions in the surah and in the Quran. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to have the etiquettes of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and to raise us and to unite us as one ummah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove all of the problems and the differences we have within this ummah and to allow us to be victorious over those, over our enemies. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to unite our hearts upon la ilaha illallah. And just like he has united us together in this dunya, in this mosque, he unites us all together in the highest Jannah. Allahumma a'izz al-Islam wal-Muslimin wa adhill al-shirk wal-Mushrikeen wa dammir a'da'aka a'da'ad-deen. Allahumma rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qina a'adhaab al-nar. Allahumma ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qulubana ala deenik. Thabbit qulubana ala deenik. Thabbit qulubana ala deenik. Allahumma aslih ahwal al-Muslimin fi kulli makan. Ya Rabb al-Alamin. Subhana rabbika rabbi al-Izzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-Mursaleen. والحمد لله رب العالمين وفي الصلاه